0: Hello, blood suckers. As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, behind us, you will realize that there is something ahead. Something that lurks behind the dark veil. We have such sights to show you. A veil that's beyond our own comprehension. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Beyond the void. Beyond the Void Horror
1: Podcast.
0: That's right it's episode 289 and we're back from our break for a couple of movies from the 70s. It would be considered the attack of the animals era but it also was attack of the insects and bugs era for a specific reason we'll talk about a little bit and these two films by the way are PG. I know you guys are all reeling in horror right now because it's PG. But trust me, these PG films are going to blow your fucking minds.
1: Different times. Yeah, out of your fucking
0: assholes. I mean, they used to show shit like breasts and stuff on PG films. Well, they did in these. They used to say all kinds of stuff on PG films. I think back in the day, there was like I don't know. It Women was, didn't matter. Well, maybe they were just asking the weird people, like you know, like who to to score it. You know what I mean? Because we didn't have the what is it? I can't even remember what it's called. The one that grades the films to right. see if they're for kids or not. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna be watching Bug from 1975
1: and Squirm from 1976.
0: That's right. Two films that will blow your fucking minds and it will make you wish that. We hadn't fucked with Mother Nature, all right? Because we're doing damage to it, and this is going to happen, people. I'm telling you, these movies are going to come back. We're going to have animals attack. There's going to be a ton of, like, like creatures that, like, come out of the ground and stuff for us treating the earth poorly or something like that. I think that's how it goes. I hope so. It's interesting because in the 70s, science fiction and horror filmmakers was pretty certain that mankind was going to soon face his, you know, death. Has come supplies. up as his just desserts for Always. polluting and overpolluting Mother Earth. And more so, that their, their just desserts were going to be delivered at the paws, claws, talons, web fingers, and teeth of our former friends, the animals. Amongst these movies were a lot of different titles like The Bug. Food of the Gods, which we almost uh, picked for next week. We're going to do Food of the Gods 1 and 2, but part 2 is really hard to find. Kingdom of the Spiders, Empire of the Ants, Phase 4. There's a ton of movies, okay? But uh, yeah, this is the the films that we decided to pick for this week. We thought it'd be fun to watch. We wanted something a little relaxing so we didn't go in too deep, uh, yeah. you know, with it, but...
1: We almost did men and
0: Well, we might do that next week. We're 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 kind of deciding if we do men and crimes of the future right. next week. Christina's not a real big fan of these artsy fartsy films. Nope. And the anything that's a little too slow for her, she kinda like hates. Yeah. I think hereditary is about the only thing that she'll dip into artsy fartsy wise. That was good. <laughs> well, you don't know if it's men is good though. or not. You haven't mm. seen any of those films. How do you even know? I
1: know. I just hear things and it just sounds like something I don't want to
0: watch okay well good judgment call there usually
1: i don't you nice know. to
0: meet you i've already come up with what i usually think of you before I've i even don't met you.
1: do that but <laughs> when there's certain situations in movies i like how I you're yelling like to... all of a sudden well it's because i have to talk over you
0: maybe you shouldn't say mean things about movies that you don't know what they're about i didn't
1: say mean i'm things. defending their right i to just exist. said i didn't i don't feel like watching it that's all
0: okay well
1: What's wrong with that?
0: Sometimes we watch things that we don't want to watch, Christina, because we're grown adults, okay, in the movie industry. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just saying, like, I watch plenty of movies that I don't know what I'm to expect. And I yeah, still I give it my do. my best try and my best thoughts and thesis and stuff. And I feel like Crimes of the Future is something that we should talk about on the podcast because then we can break it down and what we think. Whereas me doing a quick spoiler-free on the YouTube is kind of like meh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. There's a lot to talk about in these movies because they're meant to invoke conversation. You know I what just I mean?
1: didn't want to watch men. That's all.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know what to say.
1: I didn't say anything bad.
0: I have to do it. And and you're my only... I know you
1: have to do it. I don't have to do shit. <laughs>
0: okay, so I'll just do a podcast by myself. And you're just going to leave me hanging like that? <laughs> I don't feel like watching it. <laughs> you sound like one of those disgruntled men <laughs> who think the movie's probably about them. <laughs> Of course they're naming it men because it's about me we're a piece of shit. Did you watch that one already? No, I haven't seen oh, it. I okay. mean I watched I started you watched a, crimes of the future Well, I watched Crimes of the Future, but I fell asleep so many times because of this stupid fucking mm-hmm. narcolepsy bullshit that I have to rewatch it like when I'm wide awake. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so mad. That's why I've taken so long to talk about it, guys. So if you're wondering why, one, I was like it just it upset me so much.
1: Not the movie. Not the
0: movie. The fact that I couldn't stay awake during something that I really wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And I just got pissed. And I was like, this is not, I'm not in the right mindset. Mm -hmm. I can't do this review. And everybody's been asking me about it, you know, and I I feel bad, you know, like, I'm sorry, guys, but like, it's just this thing. And it really fucking set me sideways, man. Right. So that's why I'm saying, and I don't want to wait any longer because people want to know what we think about these kind of things, Christina. Okay. So we should do them. You know what I mean? Right. And we can do other stuff. We want to do something else. We'll do something else. We got to mix it up. When's the last time we've done a new movie on the podcast? I know. Very, very, very few. Right. We, we've been doing a lot of that on YouTube and I really feel like we should be dipping into some newer stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. We used to a lot more than we do now. And I wonder, you know, if that kind of spreads, you know, we need to keep doing a newer stuff. So. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we took a break. It was nice. I hope you guys had a good Fourth of July, whether you burn flags or fireworks, whatever it is, (laughs) whatever side you're on, if you're celebrating or not celebrating or middle fingering it, whatever you want. Uh, I hope you had a good one. I hope you had a safe one, actually. Right. You know, unless you're like part of the Ku Klux Klan, you can go fucked. I hope you fucking got your cape caught on fire and your whole family's house burned down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit. Anyway, so I hope you guys are safe out there. We had a good time. We had a nice... It was really nice to take a break. It like was I really nice needed to take it. a break. And we almost got a little too into it because then we didn't start <laughs> watching the movies until Friday. Just we about. waited
1: until last minute.
0: Yeah, it was like, oh God, we got to do this shit. <laughs> and then even today, like I was like an hour late because I just I have to sleep eight hours. Yeah. But the problem is I'll wake up with a headache and I can't go back. You know what I mean? So it's like I get up and then I think I can hack it. And then I'm like (laughs) (laughs) on the couch or something like that. So it's fun. She puts little toys and trinkets in my mouth. See if I'll choke. It's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Smother you with a pillow.
0: (laughs) Oh, this will help. (laughs) How are you, though? What's going on with you? So We
1: did. We, We watched. We finally watched the Batman
0: Oh, that's right. Christina can talk about the what, Batman real quick.
1: Do I have to?
0: You should because this is I your thing. I don't want to
1: because I didn't really enjoy it that much. Just I so was... you guys
0: know, Christina is a huge Batman fan. She's kind of like winded down a little bit. Anyway, what did you think of the new The Batman? i it
1: was it was boring. <laughs> I was bored. It was slow. Uh, I didn't like there was no... Like you mentioned, there's no distinction between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Right. Like, how did they not know it was him? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Mm, like, which one in here is the sad, dopey type? <laughs> uh, it can't be him. He's too rich.
1: But I can't believe who played the penguin.
0: Oh, uh, um, yeah, I can't think of his name either. Yeah, no. you
1: know, I can't... That was awesome. He was awesome in that, and all of his prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. I didn't even realize it until... Well, they're making a sequel, so... Of course they are. Probably. You have to make three. Oh, no, wait. Now I'm going
0: to I think they are. I know they're making Joker 2. And I know a lot of people were hoping that the Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, was going to be mixed in with Robert Pattinson.
1: Oh, as Batman. As yeah.
0: Batman. They were kind of hoping that those two would mix. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. It was okay. I mean, I
1: like it was dark. It was like really dark. It's just boring. And it was like the, a detective, you know, stuff. But it was,
0: I didn't enjoy it that much. Something's in the way It's the story Yeah, see, it was so <laughs>
1: It was fucking sad Yeah, it's you totally know? like It's like you need a little cheese You need a little bit of funny And there wasn't any the bridge uh, You're gonna get copyright
0: strikes <laughs> Courtney
1: Love's gonna come after yeah, you, I Alex know.
0: Fuck that bitch she <laughs> <laughs> so come bring your shotgun <laughs> It's been enough time now. I think we can make jokes. Can we? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, what am I talking about? I just One got of our that. first shows, like we actually took we did a Kurt Cobain shot, shot out with, of shotgun shells. Oh that's horrible. That's right. I forgot about that's that. It's horrible. That's just a throwback. Anyway. Welcome back, guys. I hope you had a great vacation and and uh, welcome back to poor taste and bad decisions and uh old people, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's us, old people. And old
0: people. Anyways, I think it might be that time.
1: Ugh, What time is it?
0: Horse shots! Okay, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and dip into our horse shots. Which this week we decided to pick the movie Squirm, although that doesn't mean necessarily that's our favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, just, there was
1: a good idea. In, it was yeah. The movie. There was
0: we go with what is available. Like we'll watch the movie and I'll go. There's the shot, and she's like, I'm gonna scribble that down. <laughs> she does. She writes it on the top of the paper, it does. and then every week when I go, what was the name of that shot? She's like, I don't know, and I'm like, you wrote it down <laughs> on the paper you do every week, and she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> And then we're like, oh, shit, we didn't come up with a shot. What do we do? Well, in the movie Squirm, there's a guy who comes into town to visit this girl who lives at this farm, and he wants to get this drink at this diner. She drives him to the diner, and he gets a egg cream.
1: Never heard of that before, have you? Neither have
0: I, but he's getting a chocolate fountain soda, okay, which from the soda jerk lady, I guess. (laughs) This is a 50s, 40s, 60s thing, I guess they used to do you know, chocolate that's a, soda.
1: That's a diner within a pharmacy.
0: <laughs> yeah, they would just basically mix chocolate syrup with like milk and uh, seltzer water. Seltzer water. And uh, that's what a soda, it would be a chocolate soda or whatever. But that's, she. he calls it an egg cream. So we're like, okay, we're going to call this shot an egg cream. Now, when he takes this drink and he starts to drink it, he's like, yeah, it's just chocolate syrup, a little bit of cream. and And, and then, of course, a lot of, And she's like, oh, okay. And she puts it together and he goes to take a sip and a fucking worm falls out. And he's like, oh my God. (laughs) So we thought this would be perfect opportunity to make a shot themed around it.
1: I wish I had candy worms for it.
0: We didn't have chocolate, but we did something close enough that is kind of like chocolatey.
1: And I bet you can't guess what it is.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> 99 espresso. So you're going to do a full thing of this. You're going to put it in a mixer. To make two shots. To make two shots. So it's a full 99 little shot thing. You mix in a little bit of cream. You're just going to pour a little bit in there. And then the rest you're going to put in with seltzer water. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to put about an ounce of seltzer water in there. And then you're going to shake the fuck out of it. And pour it immediately because it gets pretty weird after that. As you we're looking yeah, at it now, I'm
1: making tornadoes with my shot.
0: Yeah, there's stuff floating it's around.
1: Hurtling, so we better take it.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right.
1: That is like the best shot. It's actually pretty good. Yes, it is. Wow. And it tastes chocolate. I knew it would. It tastes like chocolate. It's because of that espresso.
0: Yeah, it was a good idea.
1: It was. It was your idea. Yeah. But, but I'll I mean, we, take the credit. You're she was welcome. Like,
0: I was like, what do we have chocolate in the house? She was like, Cocoa Puffs. And I was like, yeah, that ain't going to work. So I, was, I could just imagine her crushing them up to put them in the drink.
1: I would. <laughs> I would do it.
0: Anyway. Yeah. That's a actually a, a, a straight up decent shot. Like even yeah, with is. the cloudy weird shit floating on top. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you shake it up right away and pour it, it's going to be a great shot. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm proud of us. Highly on this recommended. One. Yeah, this is a good one. This awesome. is I would say this is like a a nine out of ten. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah,
1: nine out of
0: ten. Like not the best shot um, we've done, but it's it's one of the best.
1: I'll make sure I've, I'll actually post it this week. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah. Do that. <laughs> anyway, guys, if you would like to make a egg cream from the movie Squirm from 1975. All you have to do is go to longlidthevoid.com to check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes and get cozy with Bug from 1975
1: and... Squirm from 1976.
0: And we're going to go ahead and do that right Alright, guys, so we're back. Christina's going to kick it off like normal, so go ahead.
1: Kicking it off with Bug. An earthquake releases a strain of mutant cockroaches with the ability to start fires, which proceed to cause destructive chaos in a small town. The studies carried out by our scientists reveal an intent with much more far-reaching consequences.
0: Goddamn fucking science.
1: Okay now check. <laughs> check out this tagline. They they look like rocks.
0: Possess a high intelligence.
1: Have no eyes
0: and eat ashes.
1: They travel in your car exhaust.
0: They make fire.
1: They kill. <laughs> that was the best tagline ever. <laughs> it also explains the whole fucking movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> it's great though, I mean.
1: This is directed by Janosch Schwark.
0: Sounds right. I think.
1: <laughs> he also did Jaws 2 from 1978. Mm-mm. Somewhere, Poor
0: in- guy. Had to follow that up. <laughs> One of the biggest movies if, of all time. He
1: probably wanted to. Yeah. Has uh, Somewhere in Time from 1980, Enigma from 1982, Supergirl.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot she existed back then. Yeah. From um, 84?
1: Yep, yeah, 84. A Night of Terror from 1972, and a ton of TV work, including Heroes. Like, he's directed like 40 Heroes episodes. Oh, okay. And he's also directed a bunch of Smallville episodes. Nice. And lots, Lots of TV. It's
0: good to see some of these, like, you know, weird B movie sort of things, like, come up and, like, actually do stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. All right, this was written by William Castle and Thomas Page. It's mm. from uh, Thomas Page's novel The
0: Hephaestus oh, Wait, The Hepha-tis Plague.
1: The Hephaestus Plague from ni- Plague 1973. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Um William Castle is pretty popular and huge though
1: yeah he is a director a producer a screenwriter and an actor he he produced this film also and this was his last movie before his death in 1977 mm. um he directed House on Haunted Hill 1959 he directed 13 gro- ghosts gross <laughs> 13 ghosts <laughs> from 1960.
0: The, the Old Dark House, the, which yeah, we watched. Yeah, that we just watched yeah.
1: from 63, and he was a producer on... He was the producer on Rosemary's Baby.
0: Okay. Yeah, The Old Dark House was a Hammer Castle or, mix film.
1: That's right.
0: That they worked together on.
1: And there's a... He's in all the uh, the Hammer Horror documentaries. Right. They talk about him a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. This movie stars Bradford Dillman. He plays James. He was in Piranha. Go figure. He was in The Swarm. Oh. He was in Sudden Impact from '83, Escape from the Planet of the Apes from '71. You can hear Murray squeaking his toy. Yeah, Sorry, I'm gonna beat the shit out him. I accidentally put treats in his toy. That's why. Oh great. Sorry. He was. Uh, he also was in Lords of the Deep from
0: 1989. Oh, that was a weird sci-fi uh, creature feature underwater. Yeah, I think so. It didn't have a lot in it, but I remember I, we were gonna watch it one time. Mm -hmm. And then I decided not to or something. I can't remember. Maybe we did watch it. I don't know.
1: Anyway, Joanna Miles plays Carrie. She was in Judge Dredd, 1995. And again, A Fire in the Sky from 1978. Mm, That keeps coming up. We need to watch this movie. All right, all right. It's a a Phoenix movie. Anyway, The Ultimate Warrior from 1975. She was also in that. Okay. We also have Richard Gillian, who plays Gerald. He was an Ape airplane to the sequel uh he was also in designing women he was actually married to gene smart for a long time she was also in, She was a blonde in designing women you know the tv okay. show from the 80s um and he was also in the white buffalo from the 1977 buffalo. and tons of tv tons tons of tv the white buffalo okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a Doesn't it's that... a quote from the the hot hot tub time machine anyway
1: oh Isn't the white buffalo, when that appears, isn't it in indigenous cultures that that's when the end of the world's coming?
0: I, no clue.
1: I I, I don't know.
0: I don't know everything, Christina, by the way.
1: Oh, you don't? No, I don't. Oh, who would have thought? (laughs) Sorry. (coughs) All right. All right. Jamie Smith Jackson plays Norma. Uh, She was in All the President's Men from 1976, Planet of the Apes, the TV show from 1974,
0: and she was in The Rookies.
1: The what? The Rookies the rookies thank you from 1972 box what are you office. thinking
0: wookie is yeah, that what you I, I was
1: my dyslexia it <laughs> as wookie and not rookie um the box office for this made 3.6 million which is pretty good i guess for 1975 yeah i didn't couldn't find a budget what do you think of this film the um, bug
0: or bug So this was my first time watching this. I actually didn't even know it existed. I didn't even, I mean, I probably have seen it somewhere on the shelf when I was a kid or something, uh, maybe on TV about it, but never watched the film. And I'm fairly 100% certain on that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a PG film too, which I was so blown away by. Because if you watch this film, you're going to be like, wow, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of crazy shit in this movie that they got away with. But I really enjoyed watching this one. This one has so many what the fuck, so bad, it's good moments. It's, it's an as big film to me, but it's also just an entertaining film overall. Like there are some downfalls about it, but I'm going to get into the good stuff first and then we'll talk about where it falls apart a little bit, but It's just a hard movie not to enjoy. It's highly fucking entertaining. And the story is fucking bananas. An earthquake opens up a pocket of roach-like bugs that can start fires with their asses. And they kill a ton of people in the process. Lots of people on fire, which is amazing, by the way. What's not to like about that simple little thing right there? (laughs) You know, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre idea. It really is. And them trying to piece it together scientifically in this movie and like her, you know, falling over themselves to try to explain it away is actually pretty good. It's actually not a bad, you know, attempt in a movie back in the 70s. Like I was like actually like, okay, they're not just throwing stupid shit out. Like they actually did some research into the science a little bit to see how this could be Mm -hmm. and probably spoke to someone that knows like an entomologist or somebody that knows about bugs, whatever they're, I forget what they're called. A
1: bug homologist. Yeah,
0: a roachologist.
1: A roachy-croachy doctor?
0: (laughs) A fire (laughs) bugologist It's, I don't know, it's one of those movies, it's just a blast watching you know, this is such a far-fetched idea, though. This isn't your typical I'm-going-to-get-eaten-by-bugs movie, either. So, you know, these motherfuckers have fire, and that's probably why they made it this way, because they were like, well, we've seen bugs eat people, so maybe we could set them on fire. <laughs> you know? Which is like, hell yes, let's set them on fucking fire. <laughs> But yeah, obviously, some of you are probably like PG, though. Like, no, trust me, it can be entertaining in PG. There's plenty of films in history that we've watched. I think last week we watched. What was it last week or one of the weeks we watched a PG film and we really enjoyed it.
1: Invasion of the Body Snatchers was PG. Yeah, that's a 70 poltergeist
0: is. I think PG isn't, yeah. you know, like these yeah. are there's good movies out there that are out there. And not
1: anymore. Not it's anymore. Not, it's yeah. not like that no more. No, hell
0: no. It's just this movie is just loaded to the brim with ridiculous stuff. These bugs are fucking awesome. They are real bugs. And they put like, I don't know if they put something on their backs or whatever. I tried looking up desperately to figure out what kind of bugs these were. Somehow, someway, they were created in this lab for the, they put over top of other insects or something. I don't know. Like, I couldn't figure it out. So what
1: do you think? They put like a shell on top of another? I think so.
0: To make it look a little different or whatever. Wow. Some of the death or attack scenes in this movie, by the way, are just so fun. And so, like, I just couldn't stop laughing. Like, it was that funny to me. The movie doesn't wait around for, you know, the action to kick off either. Like, it starts pretty much immediately. and keeps going at a good pace until about the last 30 minutes of the movie. 25 minutes about. Which really fucking drags. But in the same regard, what he does and the hubris that he meets the scientist is kind of apropos. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of it, it kind of works with this movie in some strange way, even though it practically halts this movie to a snail's pace at the very end. Mm-hmm. It's still entertaining though by the end, and I still enjoyed it. You know, I absolutely love the music that they used in this, the sound effects and stuff that oh, they yeah. use. Makes me just want to put it in like a newer horror movie, you know, like with this. like it's like the old 70s noises that they used to use when synths were like kind of coming out and they were trying to come up sounds like a theremin but it's not a theremin it's like i don't know how to explain it i'll put up a trailer and you'll see what i mean Everyone in this movie, by the way, also sweats to the death. Like it is hot in this movie.
1: Yeah, I thought it was Florida or something.
0: <laughs> These poor actors <laughs> have sweat pits, sweat backs, sweat fronts, like sweat vaginas, like all over their pants. Did they
1: not have anti perspirant back then? I, I ha- don't.
0: probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just the like, you know, the smelly, nice kind, not the like anti... Oh,
1: it was just deodorant.
0: Yeah, it was just deodorant. It wasn't
1: antiperspirant. Yes, Difference.
0: exactly. They didn't have the cancerous silver in it yet. Oh, the, or the aluminum. The, the aluminum, whatever. The aluminum. Anyway, there's just a ton of pit stains everywhere in this movie, and it's pretty gross. But the, the bugs are definitely much gross, much more gross. But it was funny to laugh at. Plus, people catch a lot of, you know in weird, ridiculous ways, these people catch fire. And suddenly too, like, it's really bizarre. There uh, are some pretty funny lines in this movie. And there's some pretty cool ideas that these characters have. Uh, Some of the characters are pretty interesting, too. I think everybody has like a piece in it that makes sense and kind of pushes the story along pretty quickly. I don't know. I just think it's a fun movie that you really can't take seriously. But you really should watch and i really think that you'll find a movie that you're like this was a lot of fun i can't believe that the 70s produced this much fun it made me want to watch a hell of a lot more 70s movies which i'll be doing like god told me to because i got a copy of that in 4k in oh i thought
1: you were saying that as a phrase but that's the name of a movie
0: <laughs> yes god told me to, <laughs> god, so told
1: to t- god told you to god told me to do the movie. review yeah <laughs> He came to you in a dream or was this outside?
0: Actually, MVD Entertainment Group told me to, but you know. they're Oh, go- the
1: MVD gods. Yeah,
0: the MVD gods. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> uh, shout up <out. laughs> But anyway, I just think it's a funny movie. I think it's entertaining. And I think anybody on either side of that entertaining or just like looking for a so bad it's good film will enjoy this movie. Despite the slow ending, I'd give this movie probably a 6.5 or even a 7 out of 10, you know, on the S big scale at the very least. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so close to not an S-big and and also an Mm S-big. It's just an entertaining movie, so it's hard to, like, really judge for me. Mm -hmm. I just enjoyed it. So, what about you, Christina?
1: Well, well, Uh if you hate cockroaches, I wouldn't recommend this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're huge. They're gigantic. But don't let this movie fool you. It's not a gross bug movie. It's a mad scientist movie. Oh, yes. Okay? Now, there was... So, it's a mad scientist movie within a town, right? Goddamn
0: scientists!
1: (laughs) But there's like a lack of panic in the town. And it's only within like these few people, which I thought was odd. It had a very strong beginning and a good premise, especially with the bugs like catching people on fire
0: right well there was some stuff that was on fire in town their houses were burning down there was like a lot of farms well, yeah, because on fire of the,
1: the bugs but i mean well, there i was mean still like they didn't think anything of it
0: right well they didn't know what the was causing people
1: it. and it's like there was no like havoc or worry okay it lacked that that's what i'm saying i felt like it came apart halfway through for me it got very boring
0: mm.
1: um it was like s- strong in the beginning and then really dragged out in the middle
0: I don't um, know about the middle. Liked, it was like the end for me.
1: Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, it, it was like really strong in the beginning, and then it was it almost like died. a movie
0: with four acts. Yeah, and the fourth act was like the slowest part. It was like a tacked-on piece that was like, "Oh yeah, by the way."
1: Right, and like you said, I like the sound effects and the background music It was okay. great. Um, there's a really disturbing scene in the beginning with a cat, which you know oh, was weird, yeah. and also we'll talk about that. But and I'm pretty sure, like, like. I know you were saying about the bugs, but I'm pretty sure like all the bugs were real and I'm pretty sure like they were like dead and alive, which I kind of was like, okay, this is disturbing. But if I was going to compare this to other movies, like I was, I was telling Alex, like it kind of reminded me of like Malignant in a weird way. Mm. Um, and it also reminded me of that Mosquito State movie. Okay. Remember where, where that guy like bred the mosquitoes like in his apartment? Kind of like mad scientist. It's weird. It's just weird. But I would compare it to those two movies, and like like descending into madness because of this thing that's going on.
0: Okay. By the way, I wanted to point out something about the cat. No cats were right harmed now? in the in the making of this film.
1: Are you sure? I
0: just want to make sure that people know that going in because I'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Okay,
1: let's talk about it in the spoiler section. I just want to mention questions. it now
0: because in case people don't listen to that, then they know okay. that nobody, no cats were injured. This is not one of those films.
1: I got questions. Okay. I got questions. Uh, six out of ten. Just like you, six out of ten. Okay, so yours are a
0: little lower than mine, but 6.5. Yeah, by a
1: half a percent.
0: So we're about 6.5 together, 6.25, somewhere in there. That's good. That's a good movie, I think. For an old movie like this, Like it's it's still holding up, I think. You know, it's not the best story in the world. It's just
1: entertaining. it It was entertaining. Yeah. It was entertaining.
0: I think so. We were looking for pretty straightforward movies. This this week, because we wanted to
1: complicated. Yeah,
0: we were thinking about doing men. And like we said, and crimes of the future. And we thought that a little bit a little too heavy coming in from a vacation. So we were like, (laughs) "Eh, let's take it easy. (laughs) But anyway, if you guys haven't seen the film, you can actually watch this. I think you can watch Bug. You can rent it. Isn't that what we found that you can rent the movie? It's two ninety nine on Amazon Prime. So if you want to watch it on there, they have it on YouTube and Voodoo as well. So and you might be able to find it elsewhere. Maybe there's a full version on YouTube. I didn't check, but it is available for you to watch. We try to pick movies that you can so that you're not like left out and lurch about it because who wants to listen to a bunch of people talk about movies they haven't seen or don't know about or can't watch. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, we're going to get into our spoiler section. You can go down to the timestamps down below and jump to the next movie, which is called squirm from 1976, where we're going to talk a spoiler free review of that and then get into spoilers after that. And then if you want to skip that, you can just go to the end of the podcast, find out what we're going to be talking about next week. So, but if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning for bug from 1975. Speaking of the cat, I might as well jump into that. A lot of viewers had concerns about the cat that was actually burned and killed for the film, but there was an article in the Ludington Daily News from September 11th in 1975 that explains that while a lot of animals were still being hurt and killed in the name of movie, movie making at that time, this was not one of those films. Even the American Humane Society's Hollywood representative at the time, Harold Melnicker, was quoted as saying that the movie Bug was approved by the AHA. It looks as if the cat is going up in smoke, but it was all simulated. So I don't know. There was a dead cat. Yeah, but they didn't harm a cat. How
1: did the cat end up dead?
0: Because cats don't look pretty fucking similar when they're fucking those types of cats. So
1: so it was a dead cat. So that cat was There was a dead cat in
0: it, but it wasn't the same cat. They did not harm a cat in the movie.
1: Okay, it was already dead. But still, I think that's creepy. They should have just, you know, used a fake cat.
0: Right. But I'm just saying, they didn't kill a cat in the movie, so you don't have to worry about it. I
1: knew it was real. I knew it was real. It was, <laughs> Even though they didn't kill it on purpose, for it was still a real cat. I was very that's specific what
0: about what I said. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's All right, well, I'm you're
0: changing saying. the fucking dynamic of the whole conversation. They cursed this
1: film. The curse of
0: it. The- anyway, <laughs> so this is a movie that was adapted by William Castle and Thomas Page from the novel, which she said the Hepatitis or Hepatitis Hepatitus plague. plague, which I never read and never heard anything about. I interesting. see why they didn't use the name. <laughs> it definitely needed somebody to add that extra tinge to it, the fire thing. So that's interesting. But the set that they used for the main house where the um. I think the teacher and his wife lived
1: mm-hmm, in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. There was a there was Joanna Miles character where her head was set ablaze. Mm-hmm. That was the same set of the Paramount Studios in Hollywood as one of the used interiors of the Brady Bunch home.
1: Oh, my God. OK, so I think that's fucking hilarious because when he walked into that kitchen, we were like, oh, my God, that kitchen's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Look, well. We were literally commenting on the kitchen. About like how 70s it was. But that's why. That is because it was the Brady Bunch kitchen.
0: Yeah, but they shot it from different angles. So they made it look a little different. But
1: now that I knew that and I'm thinking about it, that totally is the Brady Bunch kitchen. It's fucking hilarious.
0: They actually canceled the the Brady Bunch in 74 a few months before filming this movie. And since the film's release, which was in, in 75... The Brady Bunch became in a, a huge hit <laughs> and got a syndication and everything. And the set has become easily recognizable to a lot of people who watched that show back then. So,
1: Right. We watched reruns because... Well, we did know. when
0: we were kids at the well, very yeah. least. I don't think anybody watches it now and knows what no, it is. No, nobody
1: knows what it is now.
0: But according to William Castle, director Jeanneau Swark... Pr- approached him with a problem. Apparently, Joanna Miles was deathly afraid of cockroaches and obviously didn't want them crawling on her, which is a huge oversight considering this is a movie it. about fucking cockroaches walking Science. on crawling over. Yeah. So William Castle was like, look, I'll show you just how calm and nice they are. And he put one on him and it bit him. <laughs>
1: I didn't know cockroaches could bite.
0: It, the, these ones, I guess. Uh, oh. I don't know. But he he said they were harmless and it it definitely bit him. So,
1: Oh my God, that's funny.
0: I don't know the whole entomology of a fucking bug or anything like that, so let's not go there. Don't ask me about that.
1: We don't have cockroaches, so we wouldn't know. But
0: <laughs> well, we have cockroaches out here in Arizona.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm saying in the house, we don't have cockroaches.
0: Oh, clearly. But I've seen them outside.
1: Well, yeah, but the cats eat them.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> William Castle also wanted, as a gimmick, to install brushes near the seats that would rub against the theater's uh, patrons' legs in the middle, in the middle of the movie, to sort <laughs> of simulate bugs crawling. But it was turned down. So he wanted <laughs> to do that whole fucking
1: uh, where they try to scare you in the three D rama three yeah. arama, yeah. you know.
0: like... But, uh, apparently it's, this is what I was talking about with some of the models for the bugs or whatever. It says most of the cockroach models used in the production were made by Carly Fugazi, not Fugazi, Fogassi, whose day job was a technical illustrator at the University of California at Riverside for years after visitors to the, his studio on campus were treated to the stairs of the creepy bugs. So I guess they were made, they weren't real bugs. Mm-hmm. They probably glued it to the back of something to make him walk around or something, hmm. you know. There were uh, a lot of similarities to this movie in another movie that, uh, it's funny, I just talked to somebody about. It was a Paramount Pictures previously released film called Phase 4, IV, like German, the uh, Greek letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one of the listeners, Grendel Zire, on Twitter pointed out that I should watch. And it's one that I've been wanting to watch and actually do a review of for a long time. I had it in my Amazon Prime queue for a while, but then they kicked it out. And I don't know where it is now. Oh. I don't even think you can watch it anywhere. It might be on like one of the other streaming services, like oh,
1: like a free, like free Stars
0: one. or something like Some that. Some bullshit. Yeah.
1: Pay extra.
0: But uh, they were a big fan of this movie, Bug. So shout out. Thanks for... Thanks for writing us. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the trivia and uh, stuff about it. I mean, there were some other things, but nothing that interesting. You know, I just mm-hmm. thought these were the kind of like the tidbits that were good. Christina, do you want to mention a few things that were in the movie in the beginning? I got one right off the bat that I could talk to you about
1: the cat head in the box.
0: <laughs> no, no, that was way later. Oh, OK. Yeah, there was the church, the whole church. Fucking... Oh, and there
1: was an earthquake. Yeah, there was a That's giant so earthquake
0: that cracks through the center of the church, which is pretty fucking epic because there's a woman who walks into the church late. She sits down next to a man and they're kind of having this conversation, which is cute because the lady in front of her, who's literally in the second row, by the way, <laughs> is telling her to shut the fuck up, which I'm like, wow, she's really close to the front. And they were really loud.
1: Yeah, but nobody listens to anything at church.
0: Yeah, but come on, like in three rows back from the front of the preacher. You don't talk that loud. It was an oversight in the movie. Anyway, they should have been further back is what I'm saying in the pews. Oh. But the preacher is spitting some mad game on the end of the world. And uh, all of a sudden, the whole church starts shaking and the whole place comes apart. And a giant crack opens up in the middle of the floor. There's even a lady on her knees. <laughs> she's like riding the, the floor as it's doing a wave, you know, like a, like a swimming pool, like the wave pool <laughs> towards the back of the entrance. Like, get the fuck out, you know. But the, the woman that that's talking to that man, she's like, hey, hold on. I got to call my fucking husband to make sure everybody's OK. Mm-hmm. Can you wait for me? And he's like, yeah, I'll be right outside. Well, that guy goes outside and his son comes up and he's like, are you OK, great dad? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. He was like, we got to go make sure that uh, whatever is okay," And then just leaves her. Yeah. Fuck that
1: bitch. (laughs)
0: But, you know, for his bad karma for leaving her behind and her good karma for being the kind, gentle woman that she is in this movie, they get burned alive
1: (laughs) in their car, in their truck. Because They're, the little roaches climb up the exhaust.
0: They were in the exhaust when they left the church because outpoured these insects climbed, somehow climbed into their exhaust and caught the fucking vehicle on fire with their flames. And it just
1: exploded because, you know, that's what happens.
0: Dude, the daughter of the father and the and the brother, she's like watching them burn alive mm-hmm. and scream. <laughs> Dude, this shit goes up so quick. It's like I was just like, Jesus, that escalated really quick. They're like, Hey, something's wrong with the car, and it's like,
1: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't their truck set on fire too? The the daughters and the
0: no, that was the oh. same truck. It just lit up again later on in the night.
1: Oh, okay, that's weird.
0: Yeah, I just thought, man, that was a funny part. I was just like, this is awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see, like, people, like, looking at the ground and kicking what they think are rocks around, but they're really...
1: They're cockroaches.
0: These bugs.
1: Cockroaches from hell. That's what they should have called this movie.
0: Before we get to the cat, though, there was another scene that I got to (laughs) mention. This is just the weird fucking thing. I'm like, I've never seen this film before. And this teacher's talking to his classroom. And he's like talking about, you know, how communication works between animals and stuff like that and how, you know, I don't know. I I wasn't really paying that close of attention to exactly what he was talking about. I was just like, oh, it's a teacher in a classroom talking to a bunch of kids. And a squirrel comes in and stands on like a table right by the window in the class. And everybody's like, a squirrel. And he's like, hey, shh everybody quiet. And he goes up and he's like,
1: (laughs) doctor do and shit. i know
0: and i was like what the fuck if my teacher did that shit and started going up to the squirrel, and he slowly approaches it goes to eye level and then stretches out his arm and then he's like ah,
1: ah, ah, ah. And, and then the squirrel runs up his arm yeah and like sits on its shoulder,
0: his <laughs> shoulder. and the kids are all like it's funny too because some guy comes in the classroom at that moment because i guess that's where the cat
1: yeah the cat heads in the box
0: yeah we'll talk about that next but there's a guy he brought he comes in the classroom in the middle of all this and like one of the students like shut the fuck up he's talking to the squirrel (laughs) that was funny i don't know why that was so funny to me but i just i'm just like jesus and then he's like well if that didn't sell you on how we used to be able to communicate with animals i don't know what else will so next see you next week guys you know Now tell your side about the cat thing. Like, what was up with that? Oh, so
1: before the guy came in with the box, he was out in the field, and there was a cat playing with a cockroach, and then the cat's head-
0: It jumped on its head.
1: Yeah, and it started on fire, (laughs) right? So, you know, instead of actually maybe trying to take a cockroach and put it in a box, he just took the cat's head- and he put the cat's head in the box? No,
0: it's to... not a head, it was the full body. He oh, it put wasn't the whole the thing in thing. there. I don't know. I
1: just remember seeing the head when he opened the box because he took the box to the teacher because it's like a natu- or like a nature but biologist they... teacher or some shit.
0: You're skipping over all the good stuff. They put the, the roach jumps on its fucking head and then starts burning its head, and you can see that the cat is visibly fucked pissed about this situation, right. be it fake or not. It is not, it is distressed. Right. And it is not happy about this situation. And they put, like, fake smoke around the, its head to simulate it making look like it. it's burning. Mm-hmm. But the cat was totally fine. Of Obviously, nowadays, this would be considered abuse, of right. course, in the bigger scheme of things because things have changed so drastically since this time, since mm-hmm. the 70s. They're like, oh, yeah, just put a couple of cats in a bag and beat the shit out of it until it gets angry. And that's how you make them angry. No cats were harmed in the making of this film.
1: No, <laughs> What was that movie we watched where, like, they threw the dog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was that Bollywood movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they, like, they, they, like,
0: launched the dog. I, they movies. may have different rules over there. <laughs> they may be well, able that to. that was an
1: older movie. They're like, but...
0: dogs are not even real life, okay? You know, they're like plants. I, I don't know what the rules over in Bollywood are, okay? But anyway, yeah, so <laughs> it's like, it makes you wonder, like, what cats like what what they were allowed to get away with back then versus now so but yeah the, they show another cat that looks almost identical to it with its flesh ripped off of its ear like its ear missing and its scalp open
1: right its brain showing. and you see
0: like its ear and brain and shit and you're like Ugh.
1: it was a real cat i don't know if it was a
0: brain but it looked kind of gross It looked
1: like a brain looked like a real cat
0: She was not happy, guys. It was a
1: real cat. I was like, that's a real cat, Alex. They killed that cat.
0: (laughs) I didn't know, like, the sister and the brother. I thought that, like, the guy that took the cat to the teacher to tell him about, he was like, do you think bugs can cause fire? And he's like, I don't think so. There's nothing such thing in the world. And he's like, well, let me show you this. And he opens the box and it's like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> With the
0: weird sound effects or whatever. Which, by the way, you have to turn down the volume in this movie a couple of times because... Because the bugs screech at one point in the movie and then the sound effects get really too loud in the movie. So we had to... Dev- I remember us turning the volume down because you were like... Yah! You started bleeding out of the eyes and you yeah, were like I screaming.
1: Yeah, i hearing issues. It hurts me. Okay. <laughs> I like it when people make fun of me when things hurt me.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't know if this, that guy who brought the cat, was the brother of this girl on the farm who her dad went up in the flames in the truck with her other brother. It's actually her boyfriend. Yeah, that
1: got confusing.
0: Which is really weird because they're over it in no time. Yeah. (laughs) And they're just, like, packing up, making jokes while they're, like, wrapping up all of dad's stuff.
1: They even had a funeral, and they kind of zipped through that, too.
0: Yeah, they did kind of zip through it. But there is a scene, like, when they're wrapping everything up, and, like, you hear the phone ring, and she picks it up, and you see this insect on the bottom of the phone which I thought was a nice touch because they let you see it for like a fucking minute while this whole conversation's going on. So you know that something's going to happen. And the anticipation is kind of nice. Like they do a really good job here. She picks up the fucking phone and puts it and that's the cover of the fucking thing, by the way, the whole movie is her putting the phone to her head and it's like jumps on her ear and burns her fucking ear. Yeah,
1: her whole things. yeah. Yeah, it was
0: like it kind of reminded me of that fucking Khan fucking worm in the ear situation from the Star Trek movie.
1: Oh, I don't remember. The,
0: the Revenge of Khan or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. That movie in the very beginning, they have the fucking earworm that they stick in his ear and it fucked it fuck with me when I was a kid like mm-hmm. bad. This was pretty bad. This was also pretty bad. I was like, dude, it's all bleeding and shit. And then they she falls. She like gets knocked out. I don't yeah, know. But how... She
1: didn't die.
0: No, she didn't die. But her fucking side of her head was fucked up, too. Mm-hmm. So and she
1: definitely th- should have lost her hearing.
0: Something cool about this movie that I thought was interesting is that the science, like I was talking about in my review, they talk about the high pressure of the bugs from being down so far in the earth mm-hmm. that they got pushed up into a higher atmosphere, which would, you know, subterranean things have a different atmosphere and a pressure system that these, we do here yeah yeah and these bugs are over pressurized so he gets the idea to take a sewing needle and poke one of these bugs on its belly and it just pops and all these like black guts and shit fly out mm-hmm. you remember that right which i thought was like a kind of interesting like addition to the story that they did that
1: yeah, and then, didn't he keep, and then he kept throwing them in those scuba helmets. That was at
0: the very end. We'll get to that oh, later. Sorry. But um, that's the one of the best scenes in the whole movie is next after that. After he finds that out while he's out fucking doing science, goddamn scientists, his wife is at home. In the kitchen. No, she went in the garage to get the cake. For some reason, there was a cake in the garage. And she goes to the kitchen with the cake where he had driven his car and there was this whole scene with him like collecting the bugs from his car mm-hmm. and he missed one and that one bug gets on the bottom of the cake box climbs up her arm and around her back and says hello on her <laughs> pretty much on her shoulder it like literally pops up and it's kind of comical it really is
1: yeah because it set her hair on fire
0: yeah she's like she's like looking at a cooking recipe as one pops up says hello on her shoulder and then crawls into her hair for like a minute and you don't mm-hmm. she doesn't really even notice it
1: they did the like the indiana jones see you know what i'm talking about <laughs> what was it? Well, temple of doom where like the thing the bug like crawls on her back on her shoulder it was like it was like almost the exact same a shot thought, of I that know. yeah
0: you're talking about the one where they step in the bugs and they're like sounds mm-hmm. like we're stepping on crack and or one of them cli-
1: climbed up her back and then you could see her wig moving. well there was
0: only one it was that one oh yeah but she runs around like a man because literally she's a stunt double <laughs> It was a man who's like twice her size, and like he's on fire and sets the whole fucking house on fire, comically, mm-hmm. which is just the greatest part in the whole fucking movie. Like one of the one of the funnier moments in the whole film. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to like copy that and put that up on TikTok. By the way, BTV Cast at BTV Cast if you want to follow us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just love that scene. That's that's one of my favorite one. It's just like I don't know, but that's when the teacher like loses it. Mm-hmm. Like, he loses it. He's like, yeah, they show they show him in his fucking science lab at the high school. Or it's not even his lab. It's his buddy's lab. Right. His own other teacher and his buddy's, like, comes in and, like, all of the furniture is overturned. Mm-hmm. Everything is, like, destroyed because his wife caught fire. And <laughs> it's like, they never even show you that he gets told it.
1: Right. It's just, like, you assume. Yeah. Was he like locked in there and they were trying to open the door? No.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) Sir, we're going to keep you in there until you calm down.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought he locked himself in there because there were all those people trying to get the door open and it wasn't until that other teacher came.
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe he did lock himself in there. I don't know. I don't think he was. You said, was he locked in there? Yeah. Makes it sound like they locked him in there, not him locking himself in there sir you will stay in there until you calm the fuck down i don't care if your wife was burned seven ways from sunday but you will calm the fuck down (laughs) poor guy but the look on his face as you can tell it's like someone kicked his puppy right in front of him you know what i mean right i don't i didn't even really know it was his wife it's a little confusing there like they have one scene together you know what i mean like maybe two but i don't know just seemed weird
1: So then did they move him from that school to that house or that cabin? And then he like he like secluded himself in the cabin, right?
0: The girl who. um, Oh, yeah, I think he might. No, wait. No, I know what happens. The girl whose father who got burned up in the truck with her brother gave him. She obviously got the house. They couldn't sell it because the earthquake had just happened and nobody wanted to buy. So they let him use that house in the interim because he lost his wife. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't go to work, so they let him live there.
1: And then he was kind of started descending into madness. Now, right. he was was he trying to crossbreed, like, a roach and a beetle or something?
0: Well, that's the strange thing is because, like, he's so upset that instead of, like, trying to destroy the bugs, he tries to, like, evolve them, which is really strange. I, I, like, I don't know. That didn't really make too much sense I got to me. the
1: impression that he was trying to make, like, another breed to get it to kill the other
0: right, because after, beetles. Right, because after his wife died, his friend is like, well, you were right. You were right. They're dying because of the pressure. The atmosphere is too much for them, and they're exploding everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so he finds that one left on the ridge that didn't pop, and he puts it in a pressure chamber, sets it to the right pressure so that it can survive. And then gets other uh, cockroaches, like regular house cockroaches, Mm -hmm. and then tries to breed it. And they even show the fucking cockroach mounting the other fucking cockroach. (laughs) But you know where this goes from here is that obviously he creates monsters and the monsters get out of hand. These ones don't just catch fire now. They eat meat. Yes. They eat raw meat. Raw meat. So he just created fucking flesh eating fucking monsters. And not,
1: yeah. And not only do they eat meat, but they communicate and spell to him.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's right. They spell out words. They evolve so fast that they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he decides that he has to try to stop them all. And by the time he gets back, I don't know where he goes. He goes somewhere. He just leaves. And then somebody comes by the house and gets killed.
1: He like went out by the barn or something.
0: No, it was like the next day he comes back, remember?
1: Oh, I didn't realize it was the next day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, he's like, I gotta stop him. And then he gets in his car, drives away. Then some lady, I think, I don't know who, I think it was his friend's
1: His friend's wife, wife. who was friends with his wife.
0: She goes in the room, in the house. Because and-
1: she wanted to give him his, her Bible. That's right. The wife's Bible, his and dead wife's Bible.
0: This is a lesson to you all. Don't read the Bible, because... <laughs> The cockroaches you'll, are gonna you'll get burn. you'll burn, you'll burn in hell, you piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that she gets in there, and all, there's all these cockroaches all over the place, and then they start landing on her and burning her face. She goes, run, she goes breaking down the front door <laughs> on fire and then like I think she goes out to the outhouse and then dies in the outhouse mm-hmm. and then he doesn't see her and then the cops show up looking for her or his friend shows up looking her for husband her husband
1: comes looking for her when
0: he returns which there's no bugs anywhere and he can't find him anywhere all the bugs go into the crater again his friend leaves he goes outside finds her dead body starts freaking out All of a sudden, the earth starts shaking and all these bugs start flying up out of the fucking crater. That
1: was kind of, that looked cool because they had like the red lights and then the things were flying.
0: Yeah, I think they were using like palmettos or something. Like lar- Yeah, yeah. That's what it was because like, like there's different types of cockroaches and there's ones that fly. There's ones that fly in Florida, which I had to deal with cockroaches a lot in Florida when I was living there because mm-hmm. uh, it was just it's bad. It's just a ripe environment for them. Um, but they uh, they can fly. And so it looks like there's somebody under the ground chucking them up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're not exactly like flying out. And then they use reverse <laughs> reverse filming uh uh-huh. to make him suck back in afterwards it's which is really funny um but yeah that was i was so bizarre like what a great like fucking weird movie mm-hmm. i just i really liked that movie i thought it was i just thought i really thought it was fun
1: yeah the ending was kind of suck yeah it's kind of worked it's...
0: the ending is okay though it's they pretty did fun make it
1: work to where like it was just like the end no more bugs yeah what did they sh- what did they end up on it was like
0: He, like, hides inside, but they bust through the windows and fly around him for a little bit, and then they bite his body and catch him on fire.
1: Right, and then he goes into the ditch.
0: Oh, he falls into the the ditch. And then
1: the bugs all follow him into the ditch.
0: That's right, and then the hole closes up. Yep. That's right. The end. That's why they go back in. Yep. Good ending. You know, he died of his own hubris. Goddamn yeah. scientists. Always scientists. Scientist. No wonder we don't have people that believe how in things. How is
1: this world saved?
0: I know. Like, how? Well, how do we believe he's... in science when we have these this many movies that just just, just bastardize <laughs> the <laughs> whole fucking process? You know what I mean? Right. He didn't even write down his fucking studies or anything. He just... <laughs> anyway, uh, we have another movie that we're going to talk about, and that is Squirm from 1976. This is a movie that is within that, yeah, animal's attack sort of way. A storm causes some power lines to break and touch the ground, drawing millions of man-eating worms out of the earth and into the town where they quickly start munching on the locals. (laughs) There's four taglines. I'll read them all to you because I just like them. Uh, An avalanche of killer worms writhing across the land in a tidal wave of terror. Brilliant. <laughs> By the billions they came swarming over the land, sucking the life from anything in their path.
1: Do worms swarm?
0: I, I think they suck.
1: I think they squiggle.
0: They suck to me. I don't know. I think they suck.
1: Does it jiggle, jiggle? It oh, rolls? God.
0: Jesus Christ. But uh, the, the, there's two more. This was the night of the crawling terror. And then it says the next one is the night is crawling with killers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's
1: terrifying.
0: Yeah, isn't
1: it? It sounds like a a, a loose baby on the loose, <laughs> just crawling with terror. We'll, we'll
0: have we're we're gonna have those movies pop up soon too oh, because I hope of the so. whole Roe v. Wade thing. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember back in the '80s we had those movies too, mm-hmm. because women weren't allowed to have abortions? So expect a lot of fucking deformed, like crazy monster baby movies to be coming out here soon, guys. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. So this is a movie that was written and directed by Jeff Lieberman, who also did the movie blue sunshine. He also was the director for just before dawn and a very underrated sort of indie film that I don't think gets a lot of attention, but I think has grown over the years is Satan's little helper, which is about this kid who befriends Satan. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking awesome. It's it's so low budget, but it's, it's really well written and kind of fun and creepy. Um, really underrated. Highly recommend watching that if you can. I have a little low expectations. It's an indie film, for Christ's sake. You know, shot on on video kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's really good. Lieberman said that he made this movie based on Hitchcock's film, The Birds, from 1963. That was his biggest influence. So he wanted to make a movie about worms doing the same thing. Which Jeff pitched the story of Squirm to his wife in the early 1970s, and she responded by saying, "That's the worst idea of a movie I've ever heard," <laughs> and it ended up being kind of a big thing, you know. But uh, we have stars in this movie who were a part of this film. It's Don Scardino who plays Mick, who went on the who went on to become a pretty big director, in fact, which he did a lot of TV shows. He also looks like Ron Howard, so it's kind of funny. (laughs) It's like I I kept thinking that when I was watching the movie. He directed the incredible Burt Wonderstone, you know, the Steve Carell movie where they're magicians. It's a comedy. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, he did that. He did The Bitch Who Stole Christmas and a bunch of TV shows. I'm not going to get into it. This also stars Patricia Percy, who plays Jerry. She was in Delusion, The Goodbye Girl, and Cockfighter. I hope she won. She was, <laughs> Sorry. there's also R.A. Dow, who is the character Roger in the movie. This is his only film. Apparently he was a character actor for plays or something locally, but this is the only film he ever did. Oh. We also have Gene Sullivan, who plays the mom. She was in a few movies back in the 40s and a TV series called Doctors and Somerset. This was her last acting role. Peter McLean was in this movie. He played the sheriff, who was a complete douchebag, by the way.
1: Completely.
0: He was in Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. He was also in Force 5, which, by the way, is the movie that has the fist on the front, like the Zombie 3 poster, uh-huh. that the Zombie 3 poster stole from oh, that movie okay. to uh uh-huh. make its own. Which right. is, as we've I've discovered and a lot of people discovered, it is made by a m- amalgamation of a bunch of different movies in zombie three, including Freddy Krueger's eyes right. from the cover of nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. But anyway, I just thought it was funny to point out. She was in days of our lives, TV show and more. Or he was in days of our lives, TV show and more. William Newman's in this movie. He is the bartender Quigley. He owns the bar. He's been in a bunch of movies since squirm, because that was his first film, by the way. He was in Mrs. Doubtfire, Leprechaun, Silver Bullet, Monkey Shines, The Serpent in the Rainbow, The Craft, and he passed away on May 27th of 2015. Last but not least, we got Barbara Quinn, who plays the sheriff's girlfriend in the movie. She was in a few things like Blue Sunshine, The Clairvoyant, Jaws 3D, and The Jitters, which is a movie with James Hong in it about the old school jumping traditional vampire. Mm -hmm. where they jump around like it's weird oh but it's a comedy from the rock and roll nightmare director and black roses director john fasano so i just looked it up i thought it was interesting this movie had a budget of about a half a million dollars christina what did you think of this
1: hello it's a movie about worms that bite do worms bite do worms bite i have no idea these ones
0: do they're blood worms
1: well (laughs) those ones do but in real life do worms bite
0: i mean yeah every i don't know i'm from
1: the desert (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay so there's different types of worms so these are a particular breed of worm that are nicknamed blood worms they're okay i I forget the the name it starts with a g i i I can't think of it now i I thought i wrote it down somewhere but i don't know what it is
1: the trivia but yeah if you
0: look at these worms guys and you look at blood worm those are the type of worms that they used in this movie Mm -hmm. um Fucking scary. Not cool. And uh, I'm used to scary. earthworms, okay? Earthworms have no mouths, no pincers, no, you know. These things are disgusting. Yeah, and
1: so they would do close-up shots of these, like, really gross. It looked like like the Dune thing. The thing from Dune. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah, kinda, yeah, kind of, You
1: know? So it was pretty freaky. I, to be honest, the movie really didn't pick up until, like, the end. So the effects and the shots towards the end were, like, really good. That was, like, the best parts of the movie um it didn't really take off until the last i don't know 15 20 minutes of it the is movie it's a slow it was really slow start very slow start you got your stereotypical sheriff who doesn't believe a goddamn thing anybody says uh you have a creepy neighbor kid uh who's gonna sexually harass the girl next door which is very cringy A <laughs> <and> typical
0: I <laughs> hey, what you doing out here
1: um but yeah i guess the end was worth it but
0: yeah, the last 20 minutes is really where the film yeah, takes off. Yeah, that's what it
1: takes off. So I gave it like a five out of 10 just because the the worm, the stuff they did with the worms was pretty freaky. I just wish the storyline was a little better.
0: I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, this one, you know, it drags for a long time in the beginning of the film. They have a lot of like a love story that they want to paint before you get to the good mayhem stuff and kind of like get you into the characters. There's nothing wrong with that per se, but when you watch a movie like Bug from 1975 and it just picks up right in the beginning, mm-hmm. this one seems a little too slow for you. And this is like one of those down-home Americana kind of films, you know, where it's like, you know, hey, get out there and make a movie kind of thing. Right. It's got that whole backwoods kind of thing going on for it. Essentially, about a city boy who comes back into town to see Jerry and her family, and dealing with a bad storm that knocks over the power lines, and a small town that call the that cause the worms to go crazy and start eating people. The uh, these things are pretty disgusting, like we already discussed, and they are like ugh. Mm-hmm. little flesh-eating shits, man. It all looked real, too. And they move really fast in this movie, which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, this isn't going to be a movie that makes scientific sense, okay? <laughs> it, it, they got the idea from, like, you know, you ever seen Godzilla, the the Matthew Broderick one? No. You never saw that? I don't remember. In the very beginning of the movie, he's in Chernobyl, chesting out worms to see them grow, if they're growing because of the radiation or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in order to get the worms out of the ground, he sticks two spikes into the ground and then runs electricity through the tips of the the two points. Mm -hmm. And the worms come crawling out. That's an old trick that a lot of people would do to get worms is to make them come burying out of the dirt. So they
1: can use it for fishing or whatever?
0: Right, because it electrifies them enough, not to kill them, but just to, yeah. So that's just one way that he does it. And they do that in this movie, and they kind of bastardized that little story in order to do it. There's more on that later, but this one takes a really long while to get to the good stuff, and the third act is probably the best part of the whole movie. It's definitely not as good as Bug to me, but... They have a few scenes that are pretty ingenious when it comes to how they make the worms move in the same kind of stylings that, you know, for, for the 70s, what they did with a bunch of real fucking worms and fake worms that they mix together and kind of make them undulating and chasing after people reminds me of the ingenious, like, thinking that the blob 1988 had only this is like a decade and a half before it. Mm-hmm. So you got to give them credit for how they did some of the stuff towards the end, which is really cool stuff. Um, But yeah, it is a little boring on the way to get there. And some of the characters are pretty annoying on the way to get there. Right. And you're not really having a good time. The only character that you actually really like is the main guy mm-hmm. and everybody else is just kind of like... <sighs> Right. But anyway, I probably could have done without the love story in it, but right. know, it makes sense. It's trying, They're trying to do the entertainment thing.
1: Stranger from out of town. Right. Well, it's Gosh not a stranger, but... He was a stranger. How did they meet? I have so many questions.
0: The, the practical effects and how they did them in this movie is probably more impressive. You know, throwing worms fake or not just about on everything that you see. This is obviously isn't the the slightest bit plausible at all, (laughs) but it's entertaining nonetheless. The worms are pretty terrifying and they always do those close up shots that you're talking about to make sure you know just how vicious these motherfuckers are. And like I said, they call them bloodworms for a reason. So look them up, guys. You'll see what I mean. Glycera is the name of the family of worms that they are uh, a part of the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. But anyway, where I'm from, we use fucking earthworms and they do not have mouths like that. So fuck that shit. That is kind of scary to me. Definitely makes them a lot less friendly in this movie to pick those particular brand of worms. Overall, I think this movie takes its time too much time to get to the point. It's still kind of memorable in that kind of fun way that you can't really take too seriously, and you can kind of make fun of it and eat pizza and beer and shit like that while you watch it. I'd say five point five, maybe a six out of six out of ten, uh, you know, at the most. But mostly, if I would stay five point five, it's just above it's average. Five.
1: It's a five. I
0: think for its time. I mean, we're we're. We're too young to really understand how, like, ingenious maybe this movie was. Right. I don't know. Oh. But, yeah, it's not going to make everybody happy. But if you can stand bug, this isn't a bad side piece to watch with it. So 5.25 between the two of us. Not great, but... Another quarter point. Somebody from, like, who grew up in the, like, 50s is like, you are you guys are pieces of shit right now. You know what I mean? That's a fantastic piece of cinema. OK, isn't that the beauty of yeah, fucking is, is films it because
1: you watched it when you were eight years old?
0: <laughs> is that why? I mean, it's seventy four. <laughs> That's not too much farther off from us. Christina. Well, it's before
1: we were born. I'm just saying they probably <laughs> whoever's complaining probably watched it when they were a kid.
0: I don't know anyway (laughs) we do have a little bit of trivia on that we'll get to that now so if you don't want anything spoiled you can jump to the end of the podcast where we talk about the movies we're going to be watching next week I think we're going to have to roll the dice on this one and see if we do it next week and what we do next week so we'll figure it out Christina's like
1: rolling my eyes
0: yeah so maybe we'll leave it up to you guys maybe we'll let you pick we'll have to see
1: no I don't like that idea (laughs) you know yeah, because, of course, they're going to want to torture me.
0: Well, yeah, but then they're invested. You know what I mean? So,
1: ugh.
0: yeah, it's true, though. They probably wouldn't want to. Yeah, torture that's you. what I'm saying. Uh, Anyway, so if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So the film claims to be based on an actual incident that took place in Fly Creek, Georgia. That's it's all fake. The, the, the only truth in this is that the inspiration came from a childhood experiment between director Jeff Lieberman and his brother, where they hooked up a train transformer to wet soil and used the electricity to drive hundreds of worms to the surface of the soil. Okay. Young Lieberman noticed that the worms tried to get away from the glare of the flashlight that the boys were using to see by because the worms are sensitive to light. It it became the scientific basis behind the film and the story of the experiment retold. By the character of Roger.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I see.
0: So the amount of sea worms used in this film is immeasurable. They yeah. don't even know.
1: Really? So yep. the pile of worms was real?
0: Well, they said as the production would order shipments, many shipments, 250,000 glycera worms at a time. The production would end up wiping out the New England fishing industry's supply (laughs) of glycera worms that year.
1: Oh, they must have been pissed.
0: (laughs) I would be. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's bullshit. Hey, capitalism, motherfucker. Yeah. You don't like it? true.
1: Get it out. (laughs) Get it out. I bet you there's like an infestation still of worms in that area. I wonder, because, yeah. Because they use so many. Like, what do you do with the they, Like, words? they weren't a
0: part of that area, and they, like... Yeah,
1: and they just took over the whole Fly Creek. I mean, there's
0: been shit like that before. Like, like they've done that with spiders and other mm-hmm. things like that, too, so... Half of the worms in the film were, of course, rubber, but the rest were live sandworms and bloodworms that were electrified in order to make them move around. Apparently, this was in an article in Fangoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 123. But after the production wrap, newspapers reported that the film caused a warm shortage, like I said, in that area. Mm-hmm. Jeff Lieberman said that the old farmhouse that they use, the Mrs. Beardsley's home during the shoot, uh-huh. the one where they find the skeleton outside. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, the first skeleton that they find. Right. That home is known as one of the most infamous haunted houses in Georgia. Oh, really? So I almost want to, I wanted to try to figure it out and look it up.
1: Oh, which house it was.
0: Right. Because apparently they didn't go, they, they do go inside for like a minute, but it's like mostly outside, yeah, right? Yeah, it's
1: mostly outside. Definitely. You can see the in the front of it. So it might've done that on purpose. They didn't right. want to go inside the house.
0: What famous actress do you know in the nineties? to writer, Female actress. Dave Campbell. Who got really big in the nineties. Okay. So it was Kim Basinger tried to audition for the main role. For the lead role. Yeah. There's a lot of people that tried to get into this movie. Wow. This is how popular it was.
1: It's crazy.
0: Uh, it's, uh, there was um, Sylvester Stallone, also eagerly pur- pursued to be Roger. Roger. Yeah.
1: I could see him as Roger.
0: And Martin Sheen was briefly attached to the project to play Mick.
1: Oh, he would have been good at that.
0: I, don't, I think he's too suave. I think I think the character Mick was definitely... Played best by this guy. Mm-hmm. He did that's a really good job.
1: Well, that's kind of interesting, uh, but I don't know. Everybody's accent, like everyone who had a southern accent, was pretty bad.
0: <laughs> well, the they said that some of them did it as an homage to some of their favorites. Like it was overdone on intentionally.
1: Oh, like the okay. like
0: the diner lady. Yeah, she overdid it intentionally because she liked Tennessee Williams.
1: Oh, Okay, so
0: she was a huge Tennessee Williams fan, and she wanted to play right. it up a little bit. But anyway, during the film's production, there was a, a mix-up with the film processing lab, and the film footage from a wedding was accidentally sent to the director. <laughs> while the, the bee, wedding got the the B-roll of the worms. <laughs> that's great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: And if you thought the worms were disgusting in this film, wait till you hear this shit. The Somebody poop. <laughs> the unearthly screeching sounds used for the worms.
1: Oh yeah
0: that you hear in the movie are actually the electronically processed sounds live pigs screaming in a slaughterhouse while they're being killed. Oh,
1: my God, that's horrible. (laughs) I'll never watch this movie. Oh, my
0: God, dude.
1: (laughs) It really stood out.
0: Two out of ten. Yeah, I changed
1: my I changed my score pure garbage.
0: It's throughout the entire film.
1: It really is. Knowing that
0: tidbit for people if Ugh. they've never seen this movie, you guys are going to have a rough watch of that I think if you're an animal fan mm-hmm. because all you're going to think about is those pigs getting slaughtered for hours.
1: Wow, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: anyway i I mean it's not really funny it's just like fuck Mm -hmm. too little too late i guess you know you don't realize anyway according to the director Jeffrey lieberman there was no special effects trickery used in the scene in the film where the tree falls and smashes through the roof oh yeah in the dining room and it was like actually done while they were sitting in there too and a lot of the people didn't want to do it and they released it from a crane to fall through the constructed set Uh with the actors literally in the set you know what i mean There were some people that were like, I don't want to do this, you know?
1: Yeah, it's too risky.
0: Anyway, several cameras were placed inside to capture the actors fleeing for their lives as the tree landed within a few feet of them. But nobody was hurt.
1: Well, that's good.
0: They could have been. There was Mm -hmm. definitely a risk. (laughs) Um, Last little tidbit about this movie in particular. Brian De Palma is a fan. Um, He actually included a poster of Squirm in several scenes of his 1981 film Blowout, Mm -hmm. which, you know, being a fan of De Palma Lieberman, the director of Squirm, said he told Fangoria that he asked him about the poster year years later. And De Palma said that he said only using the best. So he loved that movie.
1: <laughs> I saw Eli Roth is a huge fan.
0: A lot of people too. are. A yeah. lot of people are big fans of this movie. For me, it just didn't do enough. Right. Bug was just that movie for me. Right, me too. Like it just like that one is the one that's that's the the golden nugget in the oh. in the pile for me. Uh, right. This one's like you know, hey, it's not so bad.
1: I also saw. They watched Squirm on an MS or Mystery Science Theater three thousand.
0: Oh, okay, maybe yeah. that's where I heard it from, seen it before.
1: Yeah, it might have. It might have been. Yeah, just to mention that I was trying to go through because you know people will do clips of the funny mov- mm-hmm. the funny moments of the stuff they said, but it wasn't that great.
0: Well, you know, it was always kind of a mixed bag with those shows, yeah, you know, yeah. like riff tracks. You would hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Riff tracks. Well, that was later.
1: Well, yeah, I know. But the same premise.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, those are the ones that did it later. And they, it was so cool because like they were just selling their they were just doing their audio and they'd be like, you just match it up. We'll match it up at this time. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they get to the point where the movies were like, hey, we'll let you put out a version yeah, we'll just, of your yeah. stuff as long as you split it with us. Right. And they're like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like a dream come true for that for that shit because like mm-hmm. everybody wanted to do fucking mystery science theater when that came out. Oh yeah, totally. That was like one of the first things that Comedy Central did.
1: Yeah, it was, right. I now. remember I when
0: remember. I remember, and this is how old I am, guys. I remember when when Comedy Central was the first time it became a channel, all they would do is play like clips of like random stand up comedians doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And then do like commercials for everything they're planning for mm-hmm. that. They, and they didn't even really have anything. Sometimes it was just like these weird little like creative art pieces that they did. And they would just say, you know, uh, not Mystery Science Theater. It was, like be like Comedy Central. And it's like like a clown dancing around. And it was just some dumb shit that they threw together. And they played on a loop every single day. And it was just random comedy bits. Mm-hmm. And then Mystery Science Theater came out. And then that it, was the beginning. And that was like in the first one, I think, was the night night of the lepus? I don't remember. I don't remember. The Day of the Trifids. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those two where the people get boarded up in this house and there's like the rat monsters outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I think that was the first one that they did. My favorites were always the Christmas ones. Mm-hmm. Like I loved the Christmas ones because those are always funny. Or the like Gamera versus Gearon. Oh, yeah. That was a really yeah. good one. Yeah. Anyway, so there is some scenes in this movie and some things that I did want to bring up, of course. You know, there is a lot in the beginning that is just like,
1: ugh. ugh the cafe scene.
0: One of the first things I noticed in the movie was the movie starts with a storm and a kid singing out of tune. And it's like this dark xylophone notes. <laughs> and he's like, I can hear the dark if I close my eyes. <laughs> and it's like, what the what is is going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> right at the beginning of the movie yeah
0: it's really unsettling and like not okay like mm-hmm. there is are you okay kind of thing like you want to ask whoever made that shit because mm-hmm. that's creepy imagine hearing that in the fucking living room go off when you're by yourself in the house like that shit would you burn would, it down yeah i would jump out the window and fucking firebomb the place <laughs> that'd be it be like sorry murray you're fucking toast <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably throw him out the window just to break it. at It's <laughs> <He's least. laughs> <He's> horrible.
1: <laughs> well,
0: he's, you know, he's heavy. Um, then they start playing some sexy, sad music with like a sax. And it's like, I don't, this movie is just weird with the music. I, I don't know what it is. It's all over the place. It is all over the place. But, you know, you get introduced to a mother and her daughter in a house while the man is outside picking up broken branches. He's like watching her in the window as she's undressing. And you can tell she's not too thrilled about him being in the yard because he's like been forcing himself on her like practically and she doesn't want any part to do with it. But look what she's wearing. I mean, I'm just kidding.
1: Jesus.
0: <laughs> no, it's, just, it's a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Then there's Mick, the dorky guy on a Greyhound bus who gets off at a, at a you know, broken tree and flooded area that the bus can't make it through. And the driver tells him if uh, there's a shortcut that if he just takes a walking distance about five miles up the road. Yeah, no big deal. Which he, he falls into a hole and the redhead from the beginning starts laughing at him and she sees him and she's like, Roger? Or she's like, Mick, is that you? and it's like funny thing to see you in the middle of the woods yeah exactly so
1: And they never explained, like, how they met, what was going on. He was, like, coming to visit her. I don't know if he was in college
0: with her. Like,
1: how did he know her? Yeah, how did he know her? Was it a pen pal? There wasn't no internet or nothing. Pen
0: pals. That's the internet back then.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. It was weird. Do you remember? Did you
0: do pen pals when you were a kid? No.
1: No one would talk to me. Are you kidding me? Nobody talks to me now.
0: They made me write, like, people, like, in other countries and shit like that sometimes. Oh, that's
1: nice.
0: Yeah, so that we would, like, write back and forth. It never lasted, but, you know. Right. Yeah, but Mick, he's like, they they borrow Roger's truck. Roger's a worm farmer or whatever with his dad. He's real slow and kind of doofy, you know, Mm. not a bad looking guy. Just kind of like, you know, his teeth are like kind of goofy looking and he's not too bright.
1: Yeah, he's just (laughs) not bright. That's all.
0: Um, but yeah, they borrow his truck. They go to a diner and in the diner, M- M- Mick gets to get his egg cream, which is the drink that we took here. And the waitress is practically being fingered by the fucking sheriff here.
1: Fucking gross. It dude. is kind of,
0: it is very, it was
1: uh, like so obvious. I'm like, what are they doing? They're trying to, uh, Make him be perceived as, like, a sleazeball, which he is, obviously. Yeah, he's all
0: licking his lips and it, shit. Oh,
1: God, it was just nasty. It was just gross. Oh.
0: But this is when Mick finds, a like, a worm in his egg cream and spits it up. And you can tell right before he does it that I think they actually put a real one in his drink. Because it. if you watch it, it looks like he's hesitant to drink it or he's waiting on a cue or something.
1: Yeah, he's, like, looking at it.
0: And it, it just... It's unsettling to think about because that those worms are really freaky, dude. Mm -hmm. And if one of them bit your lip, that shit would fucking bleed like a motherfucker because they're fucking nasty. Right. But anyway, everybody's a complete prick to him. He's like, hey, why did you put a fucking worm in my drink? And she's like, city boy. Yeah. They're like, you put it in there. And then the, the sheriff comes up. He's like, now, why would you go ahead and do a stupid thing like that? And he's like, why would I do? I didn't do that. Why would I do that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, that such begins the the relationship between Mick and And the the sheriff, sheriff. which goes on and on and on for like three or four fucking times until the sheriff meets his fucking death. Thank God we don't get to see it, but he dies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they find like a skeleton in someone's yard because they go to I don't know why. Why did they go over there? Because they needed plywood or something? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, no, because she was like, what time is it? And then he was like, oh, shit, I got to go to Mr. Berksley for... She did say why, I just forgot.
0: I forgot, too.
1: So they rush over there. He's not there. So they find the bones in the yard. Which is him. Yeah, and then...
0: The bones disappear for some reason.
1: Yeah, and then they go get the sheriff. They find the bones. Oh, we gotta go get the sheriff. So they go get the sheriff. They come back with the sheriff. Of course, the bones aren't there when they come back with the sheriff.
0: You must be playing me for some kind of boo, don't you, boy? City boy. It's like fuck oh, off, God, dude! And so the girl's annoying. even like, I saw it there too. And he's like, You shut your mouth, you dumb bitch! You can't even vote. <laughs> <laughs> Not in our town. Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much how they are.
1: <laughs> so then, that's how
0: it felt, really.
1: Didn't um uh, Ro- or Roger's dad comes right because uh the truck was empty.
0: So all the worms escaped. Yeah. All the
1: worms escaped, so they were like blaming her and him. Because the worms escaped, and so they got in a little tiffle. So they said they'd meet for fishing later.
0: It was three hundred dollars for a hundred thousand worms. I remember back in the seventies. That's what he said. It's
1: crazy. It's crazy. That's like gas prices.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot. Like I can get a hundred thousand worms for three hundred bucks. It's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. I bet you that's like a thousand dollars now. Probably. At least. I mean, I don't know what I would do with a 1, thousand, hundred thousand worms, but. If I ever needed them, I guess I could, you know.
1: Protein?
0: Ugh. No, fuck those worms, too. Ugh. Put a live one, it'll bite your tongue and you shit? You just
1: cook it, right?
0: No. Is that what you do? You just don't eat worms. How about that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they keep going back to the fucking sheriff, and it becomes apparent that there's no point in doing it yeah, anymore. Yeah, like,
1: why do they keep going back to it They keep, keep finding
0: skeletons, which is weird, and he, like, at one point steals the fucking head, which seems highly illegal, and after being blamed for literally everything, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd want to be fucking blamed for murder. I mean, right. what, are, what are you doing carrying a fucking human skull around, for Christ's sake? There's a reason why we don't allow it that much, you know, and it's very highly regulated when it comes to actual skeletons and shit like that. You can't just get a skeleton. You have to like
1: you get papers a person.
0: Yeah. You have to get papers in order to know that you are a person that is buying a, 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 a skeleton that was not taken from a human body by your own hands kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> you know what? That that shit will haunt you. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I'd haunt you, you. kept my. It's soul like
0: Zag Bagans who like his hey, fucking. Just go
1: drop it off at his museum. He just
0: collects skulls and shit. Like what the fuck? I'll pay you thirty thousand for that head. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? <laughs> like why do you need that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, I know I have friends who like collect bones and shit from like animal carcasses and stuff, mm, and have no. like cleaned off the bones with like you know. Like hot water and like. Well,
1: I guess if you, I guess I've seen where if you if you grind down bones like people grind down chicken bones and then they'll put it in like their garden.
0: Right. Or if you, I don't know if you knew this. I saw this in a movie once. But did you know? Because this kid in this movie, he shows it for show and tell in this movie. Parents, he said, you know that if you fucking boil a cat's bones for seven days and you eat it and you drink the water, you can fly. Oh God.
1: That's what he says in the movie.
0: I mean, it's not true, but I just... Goddamn kids. I I think that is so funny in that movie. That is funny. (laughs) It's so dark and, like, fucking unwarranted. If you've not seen that movie, by the way, guys, that is a great Randy Quaid movie.
1: Oh, parents?
0: Yeah. Speaking of uh, Randy Quaid, because I just got the quick change movie.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: There are some other scenes in this movie, but I think I'll just skip to the end where... It gets good. Yeah, when the tree falls over on the house, like, you see that all the worms are underneath the the roots of it, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, shit, and he's like, go get... She's like, go get the gasoline, and she goes, he goes to get the gasoline, and by the time he comes back, and we're talking th- hundreds of thousands of worms mm-hmm. in this pit, he goes for 10 seconds, not even comes back with the gasoline, and they're gone. They're like,
1: gone. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, he's coming with the fire. Yeah. We got to get out of here.
0: So Mick the dick gets an idea in his head to go get plywood because he's got to prevent the worms from getting in the house in this gaping hole in the dining room. (laughs) So they're going to board up the doorways with some plywood, and he goes into the woods, and he doesn't want Jerry to come with him. So he goes out there, and then, of course, oh, we forgot the fucking scene. There was a scene, and this is important before I mention the next part, where Roger and Mick and her go fishing, mm-hmm. Jerry, and Mick gets bit by one of the worms, and he has to be sh- taken to the shore, and she stays with him, and she's like, I don't want to stay with him. I don't want to stay with him.
1: Yeah, with Roger.
0: And she, he makes her. I don't know why. That
1: was weird.
0: And then Roger tries to fucking rape her.
1: Pretty much. And then
0: fucking- Gross. And then falls in the water and gets worms all over. Or she pushes him back. All the worms pour on the ground in the boat and get in his face.
1: Yeah, so they're like sucking in They're attached to his face. That was pretty cool. That
0: was really cool. Yeah, like he's like trying to pull them out too, which was kind of cool. Yeah. And they're like under his skin. They look like veins under his face. And he's for the still rest of the movie, wandering around like a fucking zombie mm-hmm. with like angry, like he's angry about everything, but he's still cognizant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on. But right. when Mick goes to get the plywood, he runs into Roger. Roger's out there who th- pushes him in a hole. Mm-hmm. He hurts his ankle and then throws a piece of fucking <laughs> plywood on top of he him. He throws a piece of plywood. <laughs> First of all, plywood's not that fucking heavy, and and fucking Mick goes to sleep like that, you know. Yeah. And then and Rogers, like his worm-based fucking idiot, is throwing fucking dry wood at him, and I'm like, you you get knocked out for the rest of the night for that, Mick? Really, mm-hmm. Mick the Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back at the farmhouse, Jerry and her mom and everybody, her mom's practically lost her mind because she doesn't know how to handle all this. Her mm-hmm. sister is like
1: high, high as fuck all the time. She's just smoking weed the whole time. It's kind of funny.
0: The worms are taking over the house and she gets taken by Roger. Mick comes back. There's literally waves of worms in the house,
1: which look really cool.
0: Yeah, like, it was really cool how they did it. I don't know how they did it.
1: And how they... It was the lighting. Because when they would shine the light on... So it made it look like there was... I think it made it look more than there was.
0: Well, kind of looked like reverse camera stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, too. Like, I don't know. They, like... Because there's real worms and fake worms all mixed in together. hmm And they were, like... There was a scene where, like, Roger gets into a fight with Mitch and falls into it and he gets swallowed up by him, which is really cool because he's actually in those real worms. Mm -hmm. And I think that was in reverse too.
1: That was crazy.
0: I don't know how he did that. That's gross. Mm -hmm. Like what a fucking actor, dude. I wouldn't want to be a part of that.
1: Before that, before he fell into the worm pile, I thought it was really cool because Mick came back to the house and he was like looking for Jerry and his sister and stuff. And uh, he hears something in the attic and then all of a sudden Roger like pops from the at, that was such a cool looking scene, yeah. Because Roger comes down and then that's when he they gets fight. Yeah, they fight.
0: I like the part where he walked in and he's looking for her mom and she's just covered in yeah, fucking she's worms, just worms and just mush.
1: <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. It was also annoying when uh, Mick and Jerry they run outside and Jerry's like, I gotta go back and get mom and just no, your mom's dead.
0: Yeah, she's a pile <laughs> of mush. <laughs> Dude, but the thing I'm thinking about is poor that poor actor Roger. No, matter, no wonder he never acted again. They threw He's, him in a pile of those bloodworms, worms, dude. Like He's those traumatized those things will fucking bite, man. Like really mm-hmm. bite. Like that's some real shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Like ugh. Like after all those close-ups of those bloodworms, throughout the entire film, there is no way I would lay down. And I mean,
1: right. But I also thought it was weird that he survived. He survived the pile of worms. Oh yeah, he
0: climbs because, up the stairs with yeah, all the worms on him.
1: Yeah, and then he he bites Mick's ankle when they were trying to go out the window, because that's how they got to the tree. I was like, is he a
0: zombie? Like, are they controlling him? And they like,
1: must be. I don't know. It's
0: kind of like the bug movie where they started spelling shit out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're sentient. They're, <laughs> they can think though. <laughs> but yeah, what happens? Oh, the, so so then Mick. And Jerry can't find her sister. They think she's dead. They get out in the window of the window. They climb into the tree. They fall asleep that night.
1: Sun comes up.
0: Well, there's thousands of worms on the ground and they can't do anything about it. So (laughs) this is the funny part, dude. Like, you hear some guy and he's like, well, if you two lovebirds are done doing whatever it is that you're doing, (laughs) I just finished up the power lines. The power should back back on. on. Funny thing is, uh, I ain't seen nobody around here yet. It's like, I'd be like, first of all, why are they in a tree?
1: Yeah. And he's just
0: acting normal, like nothing. And because he fixed the one down power line, there's no more angry worms. worms.
1: The power made them go away.
0: Yeah, what did they say? It was like a thousand volts. That's not even that much.
1: I don't know. It didn't make any sense, but. Whatever, then the sister comes out of the trunk. She was hidden in a trunk and then, you
0: in know. The, uh, in the house, they, sh- they they pan in and then you see the sister come out. There's like shit all over the walls, basically. And you see Alma escape the, the trunk. And I'm like, of course, of course she lives. The annoying one always lives. <laughs> and she screams out the window and Mick's like, don't move. Stay exactly where you are. And then she falls to her death and gets impaled on a cross and it's like tragic as fuck. The camera pans off and then credits.
1: What movie did you watch?
0: <laughs> I'm just seeing if you're paying attention, I guess. <laughs> that's how I would've ended it, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's the way it should have ended. <laughs> like that would have been better. A
0: tragic ending, you know, like kinda like the mist, which is yeah, like the ultimate it's ending. It's like you're
1: almost there and you think you make it <laughs> no.
0: Anyway, that that that's that's everything. <laughs> I thought, I mean, these are, this is a fun episode to do. I, I really enjoyed watching these movies, even if yeah. we didn't give them the biggest scores because, you know, the, the first movie bug really made it fun. And, then mm-hmm. you know, talking about some of the movies, even when they're bad, sometimes it's fun to talk about. Cause you know, it right. just is right but yeah so if you guys want us to do more animals attack movies in the future we got a whole bunch of 70s movies we're willing to do Mm -hmm. because we're like oh 70s is so fun you know like there's so much like the blood looks like more like paint and like the
1: animals are real like
0: I want to do the blind dead collection at some point which is in the 70s I I sent
1: you a trailer for Grizzly
0: Oh, yeah, then they just came out with Grizzly 2. Mm-hmm. Finally, they released it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we could do those. We could do, like, you know... If we could, if there was a way for you guys to watch, like, fucking Food of the Gods 2, a.k.a. Naw.
1: Why can't we just do the first one?
0: Well, because the second one's so fun. There's some funny shit in Part 2 that you gotta see, okay? Or. Right. Anyway... Uh, this next week, we've we've kind of boiled it down to two options. We're either gonna watch Men and Crimes of the Future, which is gonna be a heavy episode, Ugh. or we watch The Sword and the Sorcerer and
1: mm-hmm.
0: Kroll mm-hmm. for dark horror fantasy. Ah which I don't think there's that, that much dark fantasy. Plemke, one of my uh, viewers on Twitch, he like always hangs out. He's been following me for many, 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 many years now, and we uh, he, he will pick up a couple of movies every now and then and just give them to me through our Amazon thing, which, by the way, if you ever want it, it's up on our website. You can find it on the front page. But he got us The Sword and the Sorcerer in 4K, which it has some pretty fucking dark shit in it and I'm really excited to watch it. I really want to watch it mm-hmm. and then crawl is dark but it's also a PG film but it has some really dark shit in it that is not very kid friendly like that shit scared me when I was a kid like the noises and stuff that these monsters make mm-hmm. and crawl are scary when I was a little kid. But anyway, we could do that or you do men and crimes of the future.
1: I guess I could drink.
0: do you think you can do it can you handle it no can you handle it no so smooth and delicious can you handle it you did the fucking uh uh you did uh video drum with me yeah i know so you can do crimes of the future all right we'll see It's going to be a lot of work and we got to put our ideas and what we think it means and, you know, what it, you know, because these are movies that are going to definitely be metaphors for shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, next week we'll just do the Crimes of the Future and Men, which both came out this year and two new movies. Okay. And we'll do some deep dives into that and kind of what it meant and what other people think it means and what the general consensus is. There may not be a large portion of trivia on those, but at least we'll talk about them and what we thought about them. Okay. And that'll be fun, I think. Um, I really I really want to watch them because... Well,
1: of course you do, because you have yeah. to, too. Well,
0: yeah, because I wanted the end of the year to be filled with everything right. I can possibly watch, because at the end of the year, of course, I'm going to spend two weeks just pounding movies right. left and right
1: like you do every year
0: yeah so yeah guys thank you so much for coming by this week we hope you enjoyed the squirm and the bug movie with us if you have any other suggestions you ever want us to watch something let us know or if you want to buy something and make us watch it and torture us that's fine too <laughs> <laughs> just head us up we'll, we'll talk about it we'll figure it out but um yeah thanks for coming by this week and as always
1: long live the void